am a member of a strange cohort. I am experiencing profound joy in 2020. Most acutely, I am experiencing the joy of anticipating the birth of my first child, a daughter, next spring. There are probably more of us in this awkward group than you might think. Surely other people have had joys on this scale this year. They've had babies, gotten married, or had a book published. But my fellow rejoicers don't make the experience of 2020 joy feel any less incongruous. I still read the news and empathize with the suffering of others around the world. I have felt despair, sadness, anger, all of the emotions more typical than joy in 2020 that don't make the advent calendar. As I go about in the world, I navigate how to sensitively communicate, if not share, my joy with a grieving world. The third Sunday of Advent is dedicated to joy. Advent 2020 may feel odd to many because joy has been so elusive. Advent 2020 feels odd to me because joy has been so abundant. have the remarkable capacity to hold multiple emotions at once, even seemingly conflicting ones. It's a blessing, and maybe a curse, of our complex social brains. The 30th Psalm realizes that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I appreciate the hope conveyed in this line, the trust that healing follows pain. But my experience in 2020 is that I feel weeping and joy all day and all night long, all the time at the same time. Emotions are not binaries or mutually exclusive. Sorrow doesn't have to move over to make room for joy, nor does joy have to conquer sorrow to get a word in edgewise. Both emotions are part of the human experience. And sometimes they are thrown in the back of the station wagon like siblings on a road trip to coexist and work it out. Now, it would be tempting for me 
to numb the sorrow of the world and choose to exist only in the joyland of car seat shopping and ultrasounds. It would be equally tempting for me to discount my joy because of the presence of sorrow. What I hope and pray is that I have not let the experience of one emotion temper the experience of the other. I hope that I have and continue to stretch my heart and spirit enough to hold both and really to deepen both. Perhaps my empathy for others can deepen as I yearn for their joy. Perhaps my joy can be brighter against a backdrop of sorrow. The year Jesus was born may not have been 2020, but it probably wasn't far off. God shows up as the greatest hits album of this sorrowful world is playing. Despotism, oppression of the poor, displacement of families, forced scarcity of resources. You know the playlist. And God plays the theme song of joy. A baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, warm and safe and loved. The appearance of God in the world assumes, necessitates even, that the world will experience sorrow and joy on the same winter night. And so we prepare ourselves for this third Sunday of Advent. Not everyone will have the joy of expecting a child in 2020. Frankly, logistically, I don't recommend it. But sorrow and joy need not be proportionate. Joy is scalable. Joy doesn't always have to rival the Macy's Day Parade. Joy can be cultivated with the smallest seed, the most internal, quiet whisper of an experience. One deep breath, a cup of coffee in your favorite mug, watching the innocent antics of squirrels. If even these kernels of joy feel impossible to find this year, Consider this. Joy is still in the world. Joy has broken through and holds its own despite the sorrow it neighbors. Joy belongs not to our individual selves, but to
to our collective, our communal chalice. This year and this Advent, I am one who is holding joy for you, for us. Not due to any merit on my part, but because it is mine to do at this time. And at another time, when you again access joy, you will hold it for us. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Thanks for listening to Be Still and Go, Meditations for the Movement. This episode was written and recorded by Farley Lord. And yep, that's right, Farley Lord, Riverside's former Minister of Stewardship and Development. You might recognize her voice from past episodes of previous seasons of Be Still and Go. She's been on pretty much every season since the show began. She even helped produce it back in the day. And it was so great to invite her back, especially for this particular episode, the Sunday of Joy. What a great reflection. What a great moment in her life. What a great glimpse of joy that we can all share together. And I can attest, having a baby in the midst of a global pandemic, it's a thing but it comes with a whole lot of joy. Our baby boy, Lauren, is about four months old now. Anyway, there's more episodes of Be Still and Go on our website. You can find them at trcnyc.org slash bestillandgo, or you can go to trcnyc.org slash online to see all sorts of online content we have, all the digital discipleship resources you're looking for in your life and your faith to help cultivate justice more and more, anti-racism, all the things that, you know, humans and churches should just do all the time. Anyway, head over to the website, click around, push play, and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Be Still and Go.